Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through some of my buy low and sell high players going into week 10 of the NFL season. While you guys are watching, if you're enjoying the content, please just do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You guys can ask me any fantasy football questions and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's get into some of my buy low players and I'm just going to start off with the entire Cowboys offense. You know, there's no way around it. This was just a miserable performance all around from that Cowboys team, but especially the offense. Basically, every single big-time fantasy asset on that team underperformed. Dak Prescott scored 18.9 points, but basically all of that was in garbage time. He basically did nothing, you know, the first three-plus quarters of the game. Then you had Ezekiel Elliott at 12.6 points, C.D. Lamb 4.3 points, and then Amari Cooper, 5.7. All of that is PPR scoring. But in my mind, this game really doesn't change a ton for any of these players. I still think Dak is a mid-tier quarterback one. I think Zeke is a mid-tier RB1. I think Lamb and Cooper are high to mid-end wide receiver twos rest of season. And we've seen these games happen to some of these top offenses. You know, some that quickly come to mind, Bucks saints in 2020. Remember that game, it was like 38-3. to The entire Bucks offense just absolutely collapsed. We saw it actually week one this season with the Packers. I think it was Packers-Saints. The whole Packers offense just looked terrible. We saw it in the Chargers-Ravens game. These top offenses are going to bounce back. So if you can get any of these players at a little bit of a discount because people are panicking about how bad they looked, I would capitalize on that 100%. But let's move on to Christian McCaffrey, and he's someone I'm definitely going to be buying low on. I'm recording this on Sunday night, and right now, Christian McCaffrey is my RB1 rest of season. He's finally healthy. We saw him go out this week, put up 14.6 PPR points. And you know, that's a solid game for a running back, not for Christian McCaffrey. You know, looking at C-Max history, that is actually a very down game. He carried the ball 14 times, for 52 yards, targeted five times, four receptions for 54 receiving yards. But he did all of that while only playing 49% of the snaps. It was very clear that they were just kind of easing him back. They weren't trying to give him the full workload right away, but I would expect his snap share to jump up going into week 10. I expect him to be the workhorse once again. And I just think people need a little bit of a reminder of how good a healthy Christian McCaffrey is. So first two weeks of the season, those were the two games he was fully healthy and completed full games. Week one, 21 carries for 98 yards, nine receptions for 89 receiving yards. That is 27.7 PPR points, almost 28 PPR points with no touchdowns. Then week two, 24 carries for 72 yards, six receptions for 65 yards, and he had a rushing touchdown thrown in there. So that was 24.7 PPR points. No one can match Christian McCaffrey's ceiling. And so really, I'd be trading almost any player straight up for Christian McCaffrey. And at this point, you may be able to get him at a slight discount. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you could trade Dalvin Cook for Christian McCaffrey, plus maybe a bottom tier bench piece, just because there is a little bit of a risk because he's coming off of an injury. But here's the thing, if you're swinging for upside, no one's upside is as high as Christian McCaffrey. And so I'm going to be targeting him in every single league I'm in. And then the next and final buy low player is another high-end running back, and that is Saquon Barkley. And I think this is a perfect time for top-tier teams with really nice records 
to go out and acquire Saquon Barkley. He suffered an ankle injury in week five and has missed four straight games dealing with it. And I'm going to guess that the Saquon Barkley owner is likely struggling to stay afloat. I mean, he's their first round pick. You know, at worst, he was a high-end second round pick. And without that guy on the field, it is going to be tough to bring together wins. And looking at the next few weeks, Saquon has a week 10 bye, so you're not going to be able to play him next week. And then he goes up against the Bucks in week 11, and that is a very tough run defense. And so it's still not a great stretch here for Saquon Barkley. I would expect him to play in that Bucks game after that bye week, but I don't know if it's going to be top tier production. So you could hypothetically wait, you know, and buy low on Saquon then. But I think if you can kind of sacrifice a few weeks without a high-end RB1, then you can buy him probably as cheap as possible right now, because I do think he will be more than worth it. Prior to Saquon's ankle injury, he had put up back-to-back monster performances in week three and week four, 21.4 PPR points in week three, and then 29.6 points in week four. So I'm confident he is going to be a locked-in RB1 when he finally returns. And so I think this is the perfect time to buy low and invest in Saquon Barkley. Now let's talk about two players that I'm going to be selling high on. And the first one is Alvin Kamara. I really think this is a great time to move Kamara off of your rosters. Don't get me wrong. I still think he's a great RB1 option, but I think he can be moved for a high-end RB1 plus potentially another asset. And the reason I'm trying to move Alvin Kamara is that I do think the addition of Mark Ingram is going to drastically lower Alvin Kamara's ceiling in week eight. We saw Ingram come in his first week with the team, carry the ball six times, and was targeted twice. You know, that's not a huge deal. You would like to see, you know, Kamara take a few of those carries, but that wasn't horrible. Then in week nine, Mark Ingram carried the ball nine times and was targeted five times to Kamara's 13 carries and seven targets. So obviously Alvin Kamara is still getting the majority of the touches, but I mean, 13 to nine carries, that's not a huge difference. Seven targets to five targets. That's not a huge difference. I'm just not seeing the same ceiling for Alvin Kamara that he had early in the season when he was consistently carrying the ball 20 plus times. I think those days are kind of over right now. And so I'd be willing to trade Kamara straight up for Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor. But I even think for some of those guys like Eckler, Najee, JT, you may be able to get a slight upgrade at another position as well, just because Kamara does have that name value and he has been playing very well to start off the season. So I do think it would definitely be in your interest if you're an Alvin Kamara owner to just kind of explore the options out there. Obviously, you're not giving him away for nothing, but I do think you can get a really nice return right now. And then the final player I'm going to talk about in this video is Devonta Smith. I do think he is a sell high. He has had a very up and down fantasy football season, but consistency really has just not been his friend. He has scored 14 plus points four times. That's good to see. You want to be scoring 14 plus points a game. But then on the other side, he has scored under six points four times. So he has a decent ceiling, but the floor is really not there at all. And right now it looks like the Eagles are going to be shifting to a more run heavy offense which is definitely going to hurt Devonta Smith rest of season. You know, you could look at the Lions game and say, obviously, you know, that game script favored a run-heavy approach. But then we went out and saw the exact same thing here in Week 9 against the Chargers, and that was in a very close game. That's just the offense they opted to run, and that's even with their RB1, Miles Sanders, out. Here in Week 9, we saw the running backs for the Eagles carry the ball 29 times, and then Jalen Hurts added 10 carries by himself. 
So 39 overall rushes. That is crazy. In a game where you're basically tied or trailing for the majority of, Hertz only threw the ball 17 times. That is not going to be enough to be supporting those wide receivers. And I really don't have any problems with Devonta Smith as a player. I've been very impressed with him so far this season. It's just that I'm not trusting the overall offense and quarterback play from Jalen Hurts. So I would be trying to move him off of my roster. And that is going to wrap it up for my buy low and sell high players. If you guys enjoy the content, like I said at the top of the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ask me any questions down below in the comment section. I'll be going through my start sits tomorrow. And then you can also check out my waiver wire video, which I posted this morning. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.